0: And here we go. This is episode number one. Uh, Mike, are you ready? Yes. Kristen, she doesn't have her microphone on. She's thumbs up. She gave us a thumbs up. Episode number one, we're going to interview our friend, the local legend, Jesse Shimrock. We find about his Irish heritage, his feelings on the Yogg River corridor. Yes, they're building a path or trying to. How he won the King of the Yacht, and what the heck that actually is. We hear about his trips around the world, his best honi-honi drunken bar story, and how he beat me up on my 30th birthday. So, Mike, hit the intro. Let's go.
1: Here we are, episode one, Not Salty Podcast.
0: Kind of two. We practice. Oh yeah, week.
1: good point. That was the pilot.
0: We did a pilot episode last week where we're going to make little clips mm-hmm. and teasers and whatever. And we've the- been picked up by the network, so we have a full we, season ahead of us. We have zero sponsors.
2: Yeah,
1: you're well, committed. We're we're our own sponsors.
0: Welcome, Jesse.
3: Yeah, thank you,
0: Jesse Shamrock.
3: It was Shamrock, yeah, and then they put an eye in it to Sham- not confuse it with Shamrock. the rest of the Leprechauns around here. Americanize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, shimmy. Actually, no. They it was like Zimorowski It uh, comes from the Hungarian side. Oh, and that's right. When my family was coming over uh, at the time, and I know this sounds weird, oh, but they legit. were actually yeah. This is uh, legit. I you were making this up. <laughs> <laughs> they were hiring Irish in the particular area where they were. So to sound more Irish, my brilliant ancestors were like hmm what sounds irish shamrock shim rock perfect and that's how we got that but liz and i just sent away for dna testing so i'm about to really start telling the stories which <laughs> brand
1: did you go with surprise you're german um i don't know <laughs> she bought them oh okay
3: yeah i just swabbed and swab and go
2: you don't have any siblings right
3: no Tiger so claw. why
2: don't we, <laughs> before, before
3: we
0: get into this, let's set up the episode. Uh, yeah, This is our friend Jesse Shimrock. He's apparently Irish, and uh, we've known Jesse forever and a day. Um, not to make your head any bigger, but a little bit of a local celebrity. Uh, good guy. We'll get into all of the cool stuff he's done in a minute. And most importantly, he volunteered to be our very first guest. So, uh, Mike, you've done a little bit of homework on Jesse. Set uh, it up.
1: Well, yeah, I was actually just thinking, because I live in Friendsville, that... Um, they fixed the dam just in time for you to get the King of the Yacht.
3: They did, <laughs> that yeah. Right? That was a tremendous amount of suspense this yeah, year. It was I, supposed to happen in July, yeah, which I was actually shooting for that. And then it's like, oh, it won't be fixed until August or maybe September or hell, even October. And so I kind of started to fade away the motivation, the and then all of a sudden, boom, it's back on, and yeah, we scrambled some training in. How much notice King did of you the have? Yacht?
1: So what's... Yeah, Two what's, weeks. Oh, <laughs> to get ready. So... so I want to yeah. want to
0: explain to us what King of the Yacht is. Yeah. There's a little bit of a funny backstory to this. I don't know what it is. Didn't know what it was. And I ran into you the day, the night after you won. And Jesse had a buddy with him there. And his buddy was, like, so stoked. This guy was, like, going cloud nine because Jesse won King of the Yacht. And Jesse was the best athlete ever. And, like, this dude, <laughs> I'm sure you remember, like, he was pumped. Like, he was he was Jesse's hype, man. He was happy as hell. And I look at Jesse. I was like, you won? You're like yeah <laughs> like, they, like to me it didn't look like you were surprised at all like i'm sure you actually worked hard and you were actually stoked but uh i don't know that's kind of a thing of a true athlete like uh your buddy was more excited for you than you seem to be and um so well
3: what is the king of the yacht? he yeah. was excited so. because of who i beat and the uh, uh the backstory on that is there's a guy that just keeps winning uh there's two races on the Yacht river the top yacht race and everybody knows swallow falls swallow falls state park yeah so that race is in the springtime and it starts above Swallow Falls and races all that white water that all the tourists get to see. Uh the upper yacht race, which is the big coveted one, is the long race that's the entire Yacht Canyon down there. So this spring, I uh I I did really train for that. I actually did the the viral yeah the viral 75 hard thing I Fenton 60 soft with you you I, did yeah. yeah he was inspired <laughs> 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 but uh it works too so that's you know it was a selling point for that thing but um for the yeah.
0: listener at home what is of what what do you say 75 hard
2: what
3: 75 hard yeah well if you didn't pay attention to social media in the last year what 75 hard is is 75 days of no alcohol to 45-minute workouts a day. Yeah. Uh, You got to read 10 pages of book um, and stick to a diet. And there might have been one other thing. I can't remember. But it's really all about 90 90 minutes of workout and no alcohol for 75 days.
0: So you take 75 days. Straight. Don't drink. Two workouts a day. And read?
3: And read, yeah.
1: And a diet. Whatever your diet is. Which I know why they did the read part.
3: Because at the end of the evening, it actually shuts you down or yeah. it shuts me down yeah so it's because i got all this energy anyway
0: usually if i read like one page i fall asleep yeah me too Paragraph. and night, yeah. especially
3: me too that's the beauty it's of that <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know what that's okay so that was how you practiced and that's how you trained what, what yeah is-
3: trained and then and then won the race um and beat a guy named jason Beeks who has probably won that thing a dozen times and historically has won it year after year uh and so i figured i'd give him a a proper run for his money this year
0: they're like a big rivalry or just a dude who was really good at it and you were like i'm gonna beat you
3: he's a big racer big kayak racer and there's been different times in my kayak career where we've ended up head to head and so we definitely have a rivalry um and we also raced each other again last weekend at this at the upper yacht race do you,
2: you win? race all at I the same win, time, yeah. or it's one at a time and it's your time, your final time?
3: In this race, you race one at a time. Yeah. That I might can... be chaos releasing 70 people. I was going to say, yeah, gonna say.
0: How <laughs> would they do that. So, wait. They do having... it all
3: over the hill here on the is Cheat that, River. Is they that do right? a, the Cheat River mass occurrence, which is sometimes 100 people mass start on the cheat. That's oh, insane. Wow. A yeah, lot bigger.
0: So the water pretty much flows the same. So if you race now and he races now, or it's kind of always kind of the same.
1: Oh
3: yeah. It is the same. Cause they're releasing. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: From, from deep Creek. So that's why I, and you had mentioned you were, you were doing this and you did the, the top yacht race and you won that. But, um, but then you weren't sure if you were going to be able to do the upper because the dam wasn't released. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The, it, this is the first year in pretty much the history. And you know, I think it's really important for everybody, including all of us and the users, to understand that Deep Creek Lake is not attached to the Yakagani River, even though the water from Deep Creek goes into it when they release from the dam.
1: How does that work?
3: It's kind of wild. It goes through tubes in the mountain, like a good mile, mile and a half, and then it comes into the river just above Hoyes.
2: That's brand new information. Yeah, I never knew that. That You
3: heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Apparently. Who knew that? Yeah, it's
3: this magical river that. So when it rains, the river rises naturally. There's no dam upstream to inhibit water flow. Yeah. And then we also, in the summertime, get these releases every Monday, Friday, and Saturday, which has supported rafting companies for decades. And they've never had to actually. Decommission one of the turbines. There's two of them, so it takes two to make a whitewater release, and we only had one all summer long. Ah,
2: do you work with Brookfield? Do people from rafting companies like work hand in hand with them to release?
3: Oh yeah, it's a it's a big interest group actually. There's there's quite the the historic battle between the downstream interest people, the whitewater companies, the Yakagani Reservoir, the Ohio Pal rafting. Organizations down there, and then our lake owners, lake property owners. Because once we start to get to this time of year where there's still About allocated the water whitewater board. releases, you do have people back in these coves that were kind of shallower coves that maybe can't have their boat in the water for a few weeks. So I've been to a bunch of those meetings over the years, kind of representing the whitewater side, but also as a real estate agent. Now I'm <laughs> I'm on both sides of this fence.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of which, how do you feel about the? Uh, I mean, you and I have talked about it, but give us a scoop on uh, the the trail that's being built on the yacht.
0: Hold on, back up on this. Wait, wait. I don't know about this. Right, I heard about it a couple of weeks which, ago. Which the uh, proposed trail? they Garrett County, I guess. Jesse will fill us in. Yeah, is planning on spending four million yeah. dollars Mer- to build 4. a 6. trail down the Youghiogheny River, the Yog River, from Deep Creek to Friendsville, right? And then, hold on. and then to me, in my mind, I'm like, oh, that sounds sweet. Everybody walk down there and you know, have picnics and stuff. It sounds great, but you don't like it.
3: Well, it, that's, this is a great topic. So,
0: This is what he is salty about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
3: know if I'd call it salty. So the, to clear that up a little bit, um, the trail would go from Friendsville to Sang Run. Okay. Sang Run State Park, which is a new state park. In the last couple years. The issue, regardless of what side you're on, is that that whole entire section of river and the section above Sang Run is all considered the Yokogany Wild and Scenic River, which is a designation that was an act put in place in the state of Maryland, which means that this river is protected by legislative measures. And there's an entire management plan, it was created in 1996, that goes through everything that Comar regulations, what's allowed, what's not allowed inside the corridor, how DNR, DNR is the managing party. Mm. And anything that would happen in there and any changes that may occur to the management plan actually require the public input and the input of another organization called the Yak. Um Oh, I don't remember the name of it, but it's a a group of people that take care of the...
0: Uh, Isn't there only seven waterways that are protected like that? Well, there's
3: only one in the state of Maryland. That's it. Yeah.
0: It's a pretty big deal that that river is that
3: protected. It's a huge deal. Okay. It's a huge deal. And it doesn't mean we can't use it. It doesn't mean you can't paddle into it. It doesn't mean you can't hike into it. It just means that you can't build a seven, eight-foot-wide two-lane bike trail, with improved surfaces all the way from top to bottom and multiple bridges that would cross the river, which would be required for that to actually happen. So when I initially heard about it, I was kind of in the same seat as you, John. I was like, huh, a trail? Sounds nice. I live at the put-in. I live at the trailhead for this place. I'm going to get old one day. I can't kayak the river. Maybe I'll throw my kids in the back of an e-bike and fly down to National Falls and do some fishing. And then I really started to think about what this trail meant, and then also what that river means to me and a lot of the other people that have had an opportunity to go in there and experience what wild and scenic means. And I'll give you a great example. Uh, this summer, because we didn't have the whitewater releases, uh, there was people, nobody was going in there for weeks on end. But I would still paddle sometimes whenever we'd get one of those low releases. I'd just go in with a, at low water by myself And at one point, there was probably two, maybe three weeks where I know nobody had been in there by water. And as I paddled into the canyon, I saw more wildlife blast out of the trees and out of the water. I saw mink, I saw river otter, I saw multiple bald eagles, osprey, blue herons. It it was like I had entered a wild place and they were there to let me know that it was theirs. And that was just in a matter of a couple weeks. So if you take that away which you would take that away you can never get that back it's gone for good
0: you see it at the wisp like you'll notice it with their golf course if you're up there like the animals where they build the golf courses i don't know much about this stuff but you'll notice there's bears and turkeys and everything that used to live up there and now walking around the golf course that makes sense and i don't think your average person thinks about what you said i, I never did
3: yeah and i mean we have a ton of areas that that deserve a lot of trail development around here and that are ripe for it. And trails that we have that are in need of massive amounts of, um, maintenance and things like that. So I went to the, to the public meeting where our delegate and Senator were to explain where the money came from. And, um, it's, it sounded to me like they just really didn't want to turn down the money to Garrett County. It's not a set in stone thing. Um, hopefully what ends up happening, this is my, kind of dream result of this is that yeah we get 4.7 million dollars in garrett county to do trail maintenance build new trails in areas that are designated for trails and even improve upon the trails inside the yacht corridor that already do exist seems like kind of the win-win in that situation um but yeah i'm i'm on the keep the yacht wild program
0: Hopefully, people listen to this because that's a good point to bring up. Like, yeah, I I've, I didn't think that. Like, uh, and I didn't think it was an eight foot wide trail like you talked about. Maybe it's not or seven, whatever. But I wouldn't have thought about it. Displacing animals or doing what you just said. Like, I I don't think you're ever my yeah. part, my first thought was sweet. Sounds like a nice little trail. And I bet you a lot of people here are probably thinking.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of access points. It requires a little bit of sweat equity to get yeah. in there. And, uh, yeah, I'd be happy to take you in but there that sometime. That
0: would be good, right? You don't want, you don't want me going in there and plopping my canoe in there. I would probably die. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a <laughs> really a good, good point, Sean. <laughs> a good paved trail. I'm going to come up here on vacation. Like, I'll put my canoe in here and go over <laughs> National Falls, and that'll be the end of it. But um,
3: Well, um, aside from the fact that you've got nine miles of wilderness in the, the middle of nowhere, it is a Class 5 river oh. that also gets whitewater releases with no announcement. So imagine this family of four does end up on this bike trail. They go in, they're like, Ooh, this looks like a nice swimming hole. They swim in at national falls. They go out on one of the rocks and then boom, the whitewater release comes down. It only takes a couple of minutes for that river to fill up. And now they're stranded on the middle of a rock in the middle of a class five rapid with two little seven year olds that are like, going to die if they and jump in the river yeah, and they have no
0: idea that's coming i, I right and there's yeah.
3: nobody around i was yeah. down
0: by streams and dreams one time This has been 10 mm. or 15 years ago and i didn't realize it was the damn release day or whatever and we were out there and it was it was easy i'm talking like 10 18 inches of water not much and then it didn't come up in a minute but it came up in maybe 20 minutes you think like i mean it wasn't long like if i would have been yeah. on the other side of the river with a bunch of kids like you're talking about and had to get to this side it would have been stuck But
3: um, it happened to me last night. I was fishing, (laughs) sang run, and totally unscheduled flow thing. I was out there like, what is going on? The fish are hitting like crazy. Uh Because right when the release comes in, they just start going nuts. It's like pushing all these bugs into their mouths. Mm. And uh, and then all of a sudden, I realized my waders were up to my stomach. And
1: (laughs) And you know
0: it. You actually know what to do.
1: Exactly. You probably have some idea of what to look for. Yeah, so it, even, it uh, hit pretty quick. Wow. I'm
0: kind of hoping this podcast goes into a couple of things to educate people about more than just Deep Creek Lake. Like, a lot of people in Maryland know what the lake is, it's, and it's, it's awesome, right? I don't think a lot of people, including me, even understand the significance of the Yogg River. Um, Man, I don't even know if you were alive back then, but it wasn't,
3: what year were you born? If you're going to go to the Savage thing. I yeah. wasn't alive. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so <laughs>
0: fill us in on this. I've, I've heard the stories from my father-in-law and some other people's friends, but like 1986, they had the Savage, like, Wait, tell us what it is because i don't know what it is
3: 89 right well they had two they oh, had yeah. the the world championships and then they had the olympic team trials for the u.s olympic team both of which were slalom kayaking which is racing through the gates it's what you can watch on on tv in the olympics still to this so, day
0: the world like so go back in the 80s the the organization got together and they could have picked a ton of rivers okay and this one would probably pick because of easy access, maybe from the cities or whatever, but then also just because it's an amazing good river. Is that why?
3: Yeah, well it 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 fills all the voids that you need. So it's it's got a dam above it, which is the Savage River Reservoir, mm. which is nice clean water. They don't allow motors or anything on that. Mm. Uh the white water is fantastic, but more so perfect for that style of kayaking. Uh and a road runs the whole way down it. And then there's state of Maryland and we have the capital of the United States right down there so it was a kind of prime opportunity to showcase mountain Maryland. How well, many it's, times It's a
0: pretty special place. It's something you don't oh, want yeah. to just it's something you want to put a lot of thought in before you go putting a path.
3: Yeah, and they put bridges across it for the event. Uh they did a ton of infrastructure there. I went there as a kid and I was into the kayaking. It was the first time I really saw it on a competitive level. It's probably what sparked kayaking, but they also had a climbing wall there, and I spent the whole entire day on the climbing wall. Um, But now if you go down there, all those bridges are pretty unused, and things are kind of going back to nature, Um, and it's it's what it originally was, which is a world-class trout fishery because of that Uh, deep cold water lake above it. Yeah, it's fine. They still do whitewater releases, and a couple times a year, you'll see masses of people go down there and do and, and paddle on the release. I know they got a
1: lot of the ASI graduates or people who are going to school there. Like when Mogi was going to school there, my friend Mogi. For people who don't know him, uh, they used to go drive the the they shuttle for the release.
0: Of
3: yeah, the, of the So savage. I don't know Mogi, but we, yeah.
0: we hear about Mogi a lot. Um, I think we should have Mogi on the show sometime. Do Do you know Mogi?
3: I do. Yeah, I think he'd be great if for nothing else, just his his voice yeah he's got a great he's
1: got a great voice and also he's salty that i'm on another podcast and not on the podcast that we were that we started so i'd like to get his i'd like to know his feelings about that
0: just to throw it up one more time because you brought it last time too this is mike's second podcast the first one he tried never aired but uh yeah yeah we had uh
1: yeah five or six episodes and we couldn't stop saying our names so we wanted to remain anonymous because like mogie's a teacher and i'm in real estate and we just talked about stuff that you probably don't you know, want anybody to know who you are. And then, except for Ross. Ross was like, yeah, I don't care, whatever. So, um, yeah, we never got a chance to air it. And then uh, Ross and Mogi uh, got into a fight. And, and that was that. That was that. We haven't gone back since. It was a walk-off. It was a legit walk-off Zoom. <laughs> yeah, Live. Li- well, no, not live. Oh. Recorded. <laughs> There's <laughs> documentation. Yeah.
0: So you grew up here. Your parents are from Friendsville. Hey, I think I finally got my mic right. It sounds more normal to me. Hopefully it sounds right to you guys. But so you grew up here, grew up in Friendsville, went to Northern High School, um, lay it up and, and mess it up, make sure I don't mess it up. You were Northern High School state wrestling champion all four years of high school?
3: No. Well, that would have been great. I don't think anybody's done that. But I uh, I, think I was in the, the state finals twice, <laughs> and I won my senior year, and I, I think that it it was the first undefeated season for yeah. a Northern wrestler. That was the... So that was your there. sport
0: of choice in high school was wrestling
3: oh well maybe my dad's sport of choice okay. dude, we should have your <laughs> dad kayaking was my sport of um, choice in oh, high
2: school dad would be so cool.
4: man i
0: so i haven't spent a lot of time with your dad but i've spent some time with your dad he's a cool dude like um
3: oh he is he is a quiet beast
0: so explain to the story um is this legit like your dad was one time telling me and uh, i have I don't know, it's been a long time ago. He'll sleep outside on the porch sometimes just because he it makes his back not hurt or doesn't your dad <laughs> just walk outside and sleep sometime on the deck like in a sleeping bag just because he yeah. wants to?
3: Yeah, that um I it I don't think it has a whole lot to do with his back as much as it has to do with my mom <laughs> wanting his <laughs> his sense <laughs> and sounds to be somewhere else. Um, ah gotcha. yeah, they they So that was his side of the story. Yeah, he he's always Got a good twist on things like that. So
1: speaking speaking of your dad, so is it is your mushroom like your morel honey hole? Is that a legacy? Like did your dad find that, or is that? Something well, we gotta that you guys we gotta together? correct this
3: one for the record. So okay, okay. My dad has the morel honey holes. Okay, okay. And those are not allowed to be mine until he's ready to be done with them okay, <laughs> okay. Are we gonna put a map
0: location on the podcast mm. is that gonna be out there <laughs> i don't think you, can you would do have that. to sell put that it the yeah road, yeah right for a camping app <laughs> yeah <laughs> um,
1: put it on this new adventure for map. the
0: listeners at home when the world's a morel?
1: oh uh, yeah i mean it's it's a uh, well uh, i'll give my take my chef take right they're something like uh i oh, know that's truffles i was thinking like a thousand an ounce but they're they're just a, a delicacy, mushrooms. And, and they're mushrooms. Just yeah, grow in the wild. They grow in the wild. Have they're, you ever eaten the wrong one? I don't think they have. A, I mean, I'm still here, so like,
3: <laughs> I
0: like mushrooms, dude. I'm down with mushrooms. Yeah. I'd be scared to death to walk through the woods and pick up the wrong mushroom because then
1: you really shouldn't. But there's there's gills that the gills kill, right? Yeah. So if they have if they have like um, if gills are more like ribs, and then the they have like the. Not gills. I don't know. what that one. Mandy, Mandy would be a good one to ask. Which is, she's the one who told me to bring this up because she. Well, he's talking
3: about the fake morels.
1: Yeah, it's, but I don't think they have a lookalike that will kill you, do they?
3: They do. Yeah, they do. there's okay. the morel and then the fake morel. Oh, okay. And I,
2: And that's that's and a you scientific can tell the name. If you
0: know what they look
3: like? Oh, I can 100% tell the difference. I actually found a fake morel uh, this year over in Sang Run, but it's if you know what you're looking for with most mushrooms. You're gonna be fine, but if you don't know, that's why you probably you shouldn't, shouldn't even go. It. Yeah, you yeah. Find uh-huh. one or two Then you know you, you, you shouldn't like be looking.
0: Out. like well, I, well, let's check his Instagram <laughs>
3: <laughs> for the people out here that may be viewing I need zero this. homework for this <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, You see this, this room that we're in? Yeah. This okay, that's mine. Yeah, the, no. this room that we're in. We can um, put both cameras. Imagine putting screens across this whole room, being held up by chairs. This entire room. Yeah, and then fill. The screens with morels. Yeah. And that's like one of my dad's big hauls. Do you eat like them? Thir- all 1300 or do you sell morels. Them or
0: give them to your friends? Or- oh,
3: he, he's... So, cool thing. Cool, fun fact about yeah. morels. You can dehydrate them. Mm-hmm. And then you can rehydrate them.
1: Yeah, they're good with that. Yeah,
3: they reconstitute mm-hmm. well and they flavor that water. So, he dehydrates them. He makes bisques. He makes uh pastas. It ends up being like a three-month ordeal of food. So, ma- and man then frozen to... for the next So we year.
0: need to have him on here so we he can make a spaghetti with morels.
1: I, no, you want his morel bisque. Okay. Yeah, well, bro, that, sounds, that sounds delicious. People I mean, will
2: stop on the side of the road and pick them in front of my house.
1: I mean, if they find them, yeah. That's no,
2: they're there. They're right they at our are? mailboxes. Nice. I live in an undisclosed location. <laughs> um, they're across the street, though, but people will literally pull over in my driveway, and they're at our mailbox picking them. It's, and it's a huge thing in Garrett County. Yeah. to Find morels if you see them on the side. Well, you need
3: to call me when they come.
1: So <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you. And any, for anybody like listening, them. obviously, Man- not obviously to you, but Mandy's my wife. So if I say Mandy, that's who I'm talking about. She'll be on uh, eventually. We're going we'll, ha- we'll have we'll have a spouse run episode or something like that down the road. Um, but she told me she was like, you know, can you like blindfold her or something and just take her so she can just see them in the wild? But obviously, I guess you're not privy to the morale spot, right? Oh, yeah, Your dad I didn't
3: spot. even tell you. I've, I've been to a couple of his spots with him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but th- th- I think the chanterelles is the thing that sparked your, no, your no, no, mushroom no. chat here. Because
1: you, you have a chanterelle. Massive. Yes. Yeah. Hole, uh-huh. yeah. Don't even know the difference.
0: Chanterelles.
3: Chantrelle? Yeah. Chanterelles are orange. Morels are gray. Yeah. Or yellow. Or yellow. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so and, if
0: we find a random mushroom, we need to bring it to Jesse and be like, hey, should we eat this? Yeah. That, that'll probably picture. cause a lot good, of people to cringe. He's, if it's good, he's going to say... No, no, no. Let me take that
1: for you. Yeah. There you <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there's a really bad
3: fake chanterelle. Yeah. You know, the pumpkins. Yeah. The, are,
1: the, they call? They're not jack o' lantern, right? Jack o' lanterns. Yeah,
3: yeah. They glow in the dark. See.
0: So this is right up Mike's alley. Like uh, last time we were talking about it, Mike talks about it a bunch. Mike's dream is to go in the woods for three days and live off the land. And you can drink on camera. It's okay. I, I have been. He's he's well, doing I the ice. And would then
1: chew the ice, and nobody uh, wants to hear that.
0: Oh, no. That, <laughs> that, it that would be annoying. <laughs> uh, we, can you can you edit that out?
1: Yeah, I can. I just, I might miss it if I'm not listening closely, but I usually listen to it.
0: Not even as loud as I
1: thought. Oh, I'm actually going to take that and put that into the yeah, interest song. Yeah, that's our sample.
0: Nice. <laughs> well, so I wasn't even planning on drinking, and Kristen gave me a hard time about drinking. I looked over, and she was drinking water, so. No,
2: it's no, no she it's a high, high noon. a high noon. And I, just for the record, it's empty. It's
1: <laughs> like a white cloth. That right? looks a lot
0: like water. All so right. I forget that, what we were wearing. Okay, so break. you were, go back to Jesse, because you, um, I don't know. One of my one of my favorite things about you is you're not cocky. Like you you man, I can't do 10% of the stuff you do and you don't go around acting like you're better than anybody else. It's one of my favorite things about you. And it, it kind of goes back to I don't know. I don't think I met you till you were out of high school. I remember when I met you. This kind of funny story. Uh, Jess and I both worked at Deep Creek Brewery, right? Or were you not there yet?
3: No, I wasn't there.
0: Um, I worked at Deep Creek Brew. How did I know you? So Is that where Green
2: is? Well, I can I can tell no. you
3: how I think that we got golf? connected in the beginning. Was it golf?
0: No, it was Stony Brook. Was it, but we were playing a it was like a golf outing, right? No. No, Mike. you were one of my first customers or your mom was. You were you were real young. You were like maybe 16, 17, 18 or 20. I don't know. You were super young. And I had just gotten my real estate license and you were trying to convince your mom to buy an investment property. We were What's all through Stony Lake, Brook? Uh, Now
3: that that made actually be true. I don't remember that, but that's because I was like pre-transcendence. Stony Brook was
0: my first real estate job. I, I didn't always work for Bailey Realty. That's so it was a brokerage. A yeah. Oh, a broker. okay. oh, yeah. Let's
3: dig this one up because... The <laughs> I might have to tiger claw a couple of things. In there. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't have to dig so much, but I, you were an agent there. I was like, m- maybe fresh out of college and trying to figure out what the heck I was going to do at the time. Yeah. And Mike Green was like, oh, you should sell log homes. Dude, okay, that's right. That's yep. and so I'm in Stony Brook with you. Okay. Trying to sling some log homes. That's right. And you were selling real estate. So, so Mike
1: Green, like the guy who does the docs, the oh, same yeah, same no. Mike Green? Okay.
0: <laughs> Mike Green's all part of this. Way back in the beginning uh, <laughs> No down. I was starting to sell real estate. There was a guy named Lou and all these people. And I started selling real estate, and the guy, Lou, wanted to start building log houses. We got Mike Green to be the salesman for log houses, and then Jesse came on board, and I'd forgotten that. And uh, that might be the golf tournament I'm thinking about, and uh, I'm sure it was beer involved while I was thinking about the brewery. But I, I just remember, <laughs> I was just getting to know you, and I, I think it was probably the day I met you or the second time or whatever. And we were playing golf for a charity event, and I don't know, I was having a hard time getting a putt in. And I look over, and you were just doing a handstand. Like uh, my, my <laughs> very first, like, my first legit memory of you Sounds- is... Um, right. It's like probably me, you, Mike Green, and somebody else playing golf for a charity event, which I suck at golf, and you were already winning everybody, so... It's probably Heslop, yeah, our probably. ringer. And then so I just look over, and not only is Jesse putting, but he's doing it while doing a handstand. <laughs> and I was like, who the... is this guy?
3: <laughs> yeah, um, golf needed some three-dimension to So you Deep Creek
0: it. Brewery? You were never there? No, never Vermont. did.
3: Most friends worked there along the line, but...
0: Someday we'll have to talk about that. I think we're going to interview Erin from Mountain State Brewery mm. at some point in time, maybe the next one. But a lot of people don't know this. Before her, there was D. Creek Brewing Company here. And uh, yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. That was started by a guy named Dave Saba. And I think Rayleigh Realty even sponsored some of it. I, I know Jimmy was part of it, I think. But um, he was just ahead of his time. Like, this would have been early 2000s. He started D. Creek Where Brewing it? here. Where was that? Where uh, Green Turtle? Green Turtle. Oh, okay, that's oh, yeah. about, well, okay. no, it was by the movie theater. The very first oh. Deep Creek Brewing Company was the little restaurant across from the movie theater. Well, wasn't it called like Moby's or something? No, I even take that back. Before <laughs> that, we were bottling beer in John Simpson's garage. So the very first, like, I was right out of college, and the very first Deep Creek Brewing Company here, if I remember right, was Dave Saba got the idea to start brewing beer. We were brewing it and bottling it in uh, John Simpson's garage on, I don't remember what road it was on, over by Julie's Greenhouse. Um, and then from there, they opened up a restaurant where Moby's was, but it was called D Creek Brewery. And then from there, it went to Green Turtle, which was Santa Fe before that. But the mm-hmm. craziest thing is, I remember I was bartending there, and nowadays, um, microbrews are super popular. People would come in back then and be like, Ugh, what is this and it was oh. it was really good beer I mean it was great beer this, this way was just, before its time it was 20 years ahead of his time like people would yeah, come wow. into a brewery back then and they get so mad we didn't have Miller Lite. like it sucked <laughs> to be a bartender I'm trying to I'm like one of the first guys in the world being, hey you should try an IPA and they're like ugh. nowadays they're the most popular thing ever like this Say, dude back was, then
1: it was just Sierra Nevada' is all you could get for it, Ipas right? it was, it was probably yeah, Sierra yeah, Nevada that was the heavy and D Creek brewing company like wow. that was
0: probably it back then and That's he on. was just 20 years ahead of his time um I'm still friends with him on Facebook. He's somewhere down in Texas now,
1: but that'd be a neat story, too.
3: I got to ask you, so... We still don't have a brewery in Deep Creek.
1: Well, Just, I know. Not here, And but you had mentioned something about a, a stillery, or a distillery, a distillery <laughs> right? But I, I got before we get there, what, so is still brewing, is that like distilling and brewing, or you guys are still brewing, or We, we is don't it, know what
0: that is. Set it up, because that's really cool. What is still yeah. brewing?
1: Yeah, okay. What is still brewing? What is the still brewing...
3: Well, it's the greatest rock and roll band ever come out of Garrett County.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> Those are fighting
0: words. Well, yeah. we got the rowdy boys making Red, noise over Red here, Right on here the mountains of the white rocks.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we're
3: we're not a rock and roll band, so uh, yeah.
0: All right, classify rock and roll. What, what's your most popular song? No, actually, song
3: still brewing is the definition of a bunch of good time and guys playing rock and blues, and that's that's what we are. But it was all spawned from a trip that I. I was gone on a trip. I came home. A couple of my buddies were like, hey, we're trying to learn some guitar songs. And you play guitar. And I was like, okay, well, come over. And they literally had the the iPad out, you know, with the musician app or one of those apps going on. And I'm like, oh, we got to get away from this right now. (laughs) And threw that away and just started listening to music and figuring out songs and playing it a little more. Oh God, this word. Organically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But uh it, it it's what spawned this brotherhood of friends to start playing music together officially. And then we pulled in a drummer for better or worse and uh got a ringer, lead guitar player, and started playing music. Is that Grub you're talking about? Yeah, he's he's uh he's from the South and he grew up with his fingers dabbled in. Almond Brothers, Grateful Dead, all that stuff. Oh, so it shows. A, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a savage guitar player.
0: Yeah. So you and your friends started a band called
3: Still Brilliant. How many mm-hmm. years ago? Well, it's probably seven years ago now.
2: But how many bands have you in? You were an expanded a band.
3: Oh, yeah, I play with other friends as well. Uh, but that that <laughs> but was you're our, not an
2: official member.
3: I don't think any. I think I think only well, Kim and
1: Dan would be official members. They They, they they are up at Heartwood Farm in Friendsville. Yeah,
3: They'd be great characters for the cast. Uh, But expand band, that's the whole (laughs) idea. They're like, well, here we are. Let's expand.
0: They didn't have cable TV when you were a kid in Friendsville, did they?
3: Oh no, we had the old twist the that throttle. That explains
0: all this. You guys <laughs> had a lot of time to do cool stuff. You didn't sit around watching TV. There's no way there was internet back then. Yeah. Well, it's another yeah, reason to bring Tom
3: that. Shimrock on because I grew up with two artist parents. Good point. You know, and and it was he always had a wood shop and a pottery thing going and I was an only child, so he'd just be like, "Well, here's the sawdust and all my scraps and go to town and so I'd just be hanging out in the corner of the barn building mm-hmm. things out of wood and spinning clay and making it explode and oh he was he was the best cat to be a dad around here he had always had a trick for something matter of fact the coolest thing and i still to this day don't know how he did it so maybe you can find out from him but i always wanted to make a rocket and he's like oh i got an idea and he goes up to the shop and he starts building this thing which is kind of all out of plywood and then he got an inner tube from an old bike tire and used the valve and like put that into this wood contraption and then got a couple of two liter cola bottles and, and then took some balsa wood and made some, some of the fins for the rocket. So the bottle was going to be the rocket. Yeah. Anyway, he ends up making this thing, brings it down to the house. Probably took a couple of days to make it. And we take these two-liter bottles, and he put water in them, and he created this locking mechanism, and used a bicycle pump, <laughs> and we started just pumping, 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 and then bam would pull the pin, and these things would sail <laughs> into the air, and I I'm just like cool. My dad made a rocket machine. Everybody's, but bad. now yeah. I think about Nobody
0: how did. the heck did he do that? That's
3: yeah. so
0: genius. Yeah,
3: that's he, awesome. He always had stuff like that going on.
0: And he did. So, didn't. what about your mom? Your mom was. I don't know her real well, but your mom's a real nice lady, too. Like she's a <laughs> teacher, right? We, she has redeeming talk, qualities, yes. We need to yes. talk about your mom. Your dad's cool as hell, but your mom's super important, too.
3: Oh, she's she's incredibly important because she's like the the stabilizer in that platform. So you got extreme oh, artists that, on man. one she side.
0: you and your dad in the one house with just her?
3: Uh, but she's the matriarch. It'd be so.
0: interesting to hear her story, the side of the story. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, she was a teacher. Okay. And she needed to teach me... Because (laughs) dad dad did
0: have a job or was it woodworking? Was his job
3: well? He was a teacher too, fine arts. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, they were both teachers. Matter of fact, he drove an app. People complain so much about weather and driving to work and having to have all wheel drive and all this crap in Garrett County. It doesn't snow like it did in the 80s, at least statistically. And he drove a Toyota Tercel front wheel drive one hour, 20 minutes each way to work. Every day. What's when I was cool. a kid, Frostburg, Bethlehem center in Pennsylvania near Washington, PA.
0: I would take snow, fog, deer, the stuff we deal with here over traffic any day. Like if you get me out you of here and me both, yeah. I, I actually, I'll regret this here in about two months. I actually <laughs> enjoy driving in the snow. Like I think, I've, I don't know, like uh, once or twice a year, I'll be driving somebody in there stuck. And I had to get my truck in there, pull pull them out. And stuff. It's oh. actually a lot of fun. Like I honestly enjoy that. Like if, If I was stuck in the beltway, I would not
3: get any enjoyment out of that at all. Not at all. No, and you're definitely not helping anybody down there. (laughs) I've also Get get out of traffic. (laughs) Do you think you're a good driver? Because I I think I used to be
0: a good driver. I think I'm a horrible driver now. Like, I can drive around here because I I don't really have to pay that much attention. It's just, I don't know, you don't ever go over 45 miles an hour and it's country roads. And if it's snowing, you go slow or whatever, right? So put me down in the city, man. I can't drive in the city anymore. I would I would have road rage down
3: there. Like, I don't think I could make it. Oh, yeah, ride. you've lost that, that like, synapse quick. My well, kids that- will
0: make fun of me. I don't pull out in front of anybody. i wait until I've got... Oh,
2: no. I'm good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I lost We were, we were just back in Philadelphia for a wedding, and, and I'm just like, Mandy knows, like, don't talk to me at all while we're driving, because I'm, like, hyper-focused. I'm like, <laughs> all right, what's going on? I'm looking every, every which way, and, yeah, I don't... I don't like driving in cities at all. Oh
2: no, that's Steve. That's my husband, Steve. Yeah, for our listener. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's he. Well, I had hip surgery, so I drive all the time. Recently, uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, so anyway, but we were in Pittsburgh, right. so we went, and obviously I can't drive because I just had hip surgery. Um, so he had to drive us in Pittsburgh, and he was he was oh, terrified really? of merging. He was terrified of <laughs> getting into like into traffic, like you said. And then when you cross that bridge in Pittsburgh, you have to cross all four lanes to get on three seventy six. And he had to do that in my truck. And he was, it was, yeah, he doesn't like driving in cities. Mm-mm. He gets like, he's real, he's really in the zone when he's, he he's drives. Used to the country, he's not used yeah. to Yeah, um, oh, absolutely. I, that's
1: one thing I don't like about GPS is like some, uh, like why won't it tell you in bloody blah miles turn left, even right. if it's like it does 20 no it doesn't that's yes it does what it,
2: it does. literally that's no, its it only does. function it actually
1: does it two or three times right
3: what? using it, the wrong it, it, it Turn tells you night, yes, I it, am. it tells yeah. you at or maybe 10 I just miles don't listen. and then
2: it tells you at 2 miles Isn't and then it, like it tells you when feet? yeah and then okay, it gives okay. you a map. So,
1: okay, but here, here's my thing. What it doesn't do is when you're driving in the city and you don't Mike have a map. That's a 30 mile okay, warning. Hold <laughs> on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, hold on. Uh, hear me runway 26. So, what it doesn't do is turn left and then turn right.
2: Yes, it does. does it? Damn
1: it. It even has it says, a drawing
0: of where you're supposed to get Yeah, to it. but I'm not supposed to look
1: at that. It I'm literally driving.
2: says take the
0: exit and then turn right. Okay,
1: all right. So now I've been using? known GPS to be wrong is. from time to time. Oh,
0: we've shown how much we do road trips No, it's so horrible. Like, I used to know how to get to Pittsburgh. I could still figure it out and make an example. But um, like nowadays, I don't know. Ask me how to get to Pittsburgh. I don't remember the exact road. You know, what I mean, GPS makes you lazy. Like I, I do agree. There's a no it makes of, you there, dumb. There's, there's a there's a great purpose behind it. It makes your life easier, but it does make you lazy. It makes you dumb. It just you're just not used to paying attention anymore. You don't need to pay attention. You just push a button and tells you where to go and exactly where to turn three times before you need to turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does take us
3: away from our north star. How many years? Go by when you can uh, be incriminated for something. Does anybody know the answer to that? It depends on the crime. It depends on the crime. It depends
2: on the crime and who it involves.
3: Okay, okay. Um, I don't understand the question.
1: Yeah, I'm lost
2: he he wants to tell us a story, but he doesn't want to well, get in it's trouble a, it's for it. It's a
3: driving story, oh. and I, I feel like this is probably no statute of safe on this. Okay. Is is safe? There's, uh, no nobody okay. was hurt. Then you're um, actually, not many laws were even broken. <laughs> uh, not many. It's okay. I'd, we, say, we only I'd have say five. We at have the one
1: max.
0: listener. What's now a winner? Too, the state police. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've got our second. All listener. right, guys.
3: Here's the answer to that question you had from the '90s. Uh, but there was a point in time where I was living up here in villages of the Wisp, and it was winter, and we were having a a, a banger of a party, and it was during the Adventure Sports Institute years. I mean, had a bunch of the people from Garrett College going to the the Adventure Sports Institute over there. I was there. We were all friends. And uh things got wild and I decided I was gonna leave for a little while and drive in the snow. Perfect. Just one of those classic Garrett County snowstorms. What kind of the vehicle? Mm. were you in? Uh I was in a Jeep Cherokee. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a good time. It mm. does sound like a
0: good time. Yeah.
3: So I left the party and I was like, where can I just wind this thing Until out? You die. Well, so I thought hmm, airport runway, right? Garrett County Airport. No airplanes are coming in tonight. Not a he chance.
0: May want to dial this back. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if this is legit or not.
3: We don't know if he actually went, but if he did, it probably went something like this.
0: Hypothetically, if he was going so my to do this, thoughts this probably on
3: what, what would be fun to do that night would be to go <laughs> yeah. see what a Jeep Cherokee could do four wheel drive in the snow uh, on a runway. Sounds and great. If you would have done it, I'm if I'd have done, done it, yep. and I imagine it would have went pretty well. And but what if I didn't stop at the end of the runway? Then what would happen?
0: Just stick your arms out the window. And you I I've never
1: been down there.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I've is, heard is that they plow the snow oh, all the way yeah. down the runway, and it just builds a big wall at the oh. back of the runway. You'd have
2: just launched off a giant snow ramp. You, you could have it? launched,
3: or you, you could have got stuck. You did it. One either. of the two. Yeah. Gosh, could you imagine getting stuck oh. <laughs> at the end of a runway in a snowstorm in Garrett County
2: <laughs> with no By cell
1: himself? phones?
3: And this was before cell phones. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not that we have good cell service
3: there anyway, but. But I guess there used to be a a county roads snowplow up there, maybe decommissioned. I'm sure it wasn't an active county roads department snowplow, but uh, that would probably be a good thing to figure out how to operate and then go get unstuck at the end of a runway. yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, hopefully they left the keys in there.
3: I mean, there's the old childhood yeah.
1: initiative. Isn't it, isn't it so if they, they
3: did voice? leave the keys, let's just say we would get in that thing and we'd go back down to the end of the runway and try and get out a vehicle from the end of the runway. With the snowplow. Um, yeah. Okay. But, but to no avail because there probably wouldn't be a strap or anything <laughs> in there. So we would definitely have to go back to the party. <laughs> With the snowplow. <laughs> that would be the only way, yeah.
0: Oh. So if you grew up as a kid whose dad made rockets out of stuff in his garage, I fully believe you could get out of that snowbank. I think you're fun.
3: Yeah, um, sounds like a likely story. I wonder if you would have returned the
0: <laughs> truck. Well, I don't know, different story.
3: Yeah, I would probably just take the snow plow back <laughs> to the party and get a bunch of friends that could help me. Get the truck or Jeep out of the snowbank. Yeah, because so parties usually
1: have people at them. Yeah, that's a good point. That's
0: a good point. I'm, I'm going to try to change the subject for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you did the Eddie Bauer Summit to Sea, right? Good, All right? good transition. No, 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 because yeah, no, yeah, yeah. this is super cool. And it, it involves another friend of ours, a guy named Russell. And I've heard his version of the story of it, and I've heard a little bit of version of yours. And uh, yeah. I don't know, it sounds... Friggin' awesome! You you climb to the tallest mountain in Africa, slid down on a raft, and <laughs> floated down the Nile. What did you do? This one time, setup. I looked jo- at you John does the geography lesson. <laughs> that was a I guess that was, that was the worst. <laughs> Sorry, what, what happened? happened?
1: He, he normally
2: has Eddie Bauer on, and I looked at him at I, this moment. I'm like
1: ninety percent Eddie Bauer. but Wait, are you sponsored by Eddie Bauer?
3: Uh, I was, yeah. Oh, for man, for I that, we had our
0: first sponsor. Dang.
3: Yeah, well, that was a that was actually a huge sponsorship. So. There was a point in time I was living in Seattle, Washington at the time, and I had been doing a tremendous amount of climbing of mountains and I wanted to bridge the gap between like
0: legit big mountains, not like Yeah,
3: mountains. like you know, knocking off the fourteen thousand footers in the states here. Mike's and, gonna
0: hike next week, thirteen miles.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> 30, almost. 30 miles. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, North Fork Mountain Trail? No, down... uh, You can totally relate to my Wolf (laughs) wolf Gap, I think is what it's called. So we're hiking down. It's like on the border of West Virginia and Virginia. We're just ridge hiking down there. They have a
0: scenic highway, a scenic river he's going to hike down somewhere in West Virginia. (laughs) If I find
1: myself in that situation, at least there's good water.
0: Okay, so what mountain did you go to the top of?
3: Well, the one for this expedition you're talking about that was that was Mount McKinley or Denali in Alaska. And
0: you're the only dude to ever do this, Like you're the only no, person? No, to do no, no. A, a lot of people, people have
3: climbed Denali. It's it's the highest peak in in America, all okay. fifty states, but it's in Alaska, so it's twenty uh, thousand. some change. Uh, if you're going to do the seven summit thing, where you climb the high, seven That's highest right. summits on every continent, this is the highest one on on this continent. So uh but I wanted to combine it with paddling. Okay. Cuz paddling is my primary sport. Um and I was planning to do it no matter what. The problem was it cost a lot of money to put things like that together because the goal was climb the mountain, descend the mountain, put on the river at the toe of the glacier where it actually comes out of the ice and paddle all the way to the ocean. And I called it the Summit to Sea Expedition. How far is that?
0: Oh, so you named it? That was your name? Yeah, I was.
3: I I coined a name so I could try and get sponsorship money and things Mm -hmm. like that. Which actually, really, realty sponsored a little bit of money (laughs) for that thing. Oh, nice! Yeah, back in the day, but I needed a lot more. And uh, (laughs) there's a really fifty bucks. What do you want? (laughs) Yeah, well, you know that got the coffee for a week. (laughs) (laughs) But there was a guy named Ed Visters who was like is still to this day one of the most legendary mountaineers in the entire world. He climbed all of the world's highest peaks without oxygen which is an insane feat if anybody listens to this and understands the magnitude they'll 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 get they'll know who this guy is um and I was like you know what he lives in Seattle I live in Seattle I'm going to reach out to him he's a human I read his book and so I reached out and he responded and I told him about what I wanted to do and he was even more responsive and he thought it was really cool and at the time he was helping eddie bauer launch first descent which was their new like super technical gear line <laughs> to bring eddie bauer out of the real estate world and back into the adventure sports world mm. <laughs> that, that was their goal and it and it worked but uh he said hey listen we're offering uh a big sponsorship to a few people that can do something. That's a first that hasn't been done before. So what I was proposing had not been done before. And short story is they, they brought me on, gave me the sponsorship. Um, and it happened while I was actually going to the bathroom, sitting (laughs) on the toilet and my Gmail pinged. And it was this lady from Eddie Bauer official saying, We'd like to sponsor your trip. Can you leave in two weeks? Oh. And Whoa. I hadn't been planning to leave for like a month and a half. I was going no matter what. I had things set up and I'm like, in two weeks? She's like, yeah, that's the way we need it to work out for our marketing Can I finish purposes. Can get this
0: first and get back to you? <laughs> yeah. 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 I need a minute. I'm going to need five. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I remember I quickly you got off the toilet. I remember and flew you were Russell Alaska. wearing uh, first ascent stuff back then. <laughs> yeah. How many years ago was this? You think?
3: Uh, this was 2011. There's okay. the
1: most adorable
2: video of him doing an interview. I, for just, this. Watched <laughs> I just
1: watched it actually recently. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: he, has, he has
0: the best hair. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. Back that. in your long hair days? Well, I was
1: working long on long hair. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was. I mean, it was long like long sun hat hair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hat hair.
0: So you and Russell were walking around 2011 with the first ascent gear and stuff on, and I was like, I wonder what that is. It looks cool. Now it's on Bass Pro Shop when you're going down through Morgantown. Like, it's everywhere. Maybe you were part of their success. It's I mean, in this very room.
1: Well, yeah, well, uh, uh, and quite a few <laughs> other friends. My pants are first descent. Uh, yeah, have you climbed that mountain? Some? No, I didn't. But didn't I, it's I am, on the bucket list. Are you going to wear them on
0: your hike next um, week?
1: I, I would like to t- Actually, I'm going to do the opposite of what, what Jesse did. I'm going nice. to take it from Adventure Sports and bring it back to real estate. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to open my own line of, uh, um, you know, business casual rugged gear.
0: Can you write Eddie a letter for us and let him know? We're trying to take it back
3: to Yeah, I've, I've got a couple yeah, of contacts Eddie. over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no
2: one else, just Eddie.
3: Yeah, but Russell, Russell joined on that, so it, it took 30, 32 days to complete that thing. Well, he climbed McKinley with you. No, no, I, I did that part uh, with some other climbers, uh-huh. and then after doing the climbing and the descent, then I had to switch gear and switch my my partners because none of them were paddling people. So great friend of mine, LJ Growth, flew in from Chile actually, and he bush plane flight into the toe of this glacier, boom, through the alder bushes, onto the river, and then a little over two weeks of the Tokusitna and the Chilitna and the Susitna. And then those are rivers. Those are all written uh rivers, yeah, in Alaska. And then it went into the Cook Inlet, which
2: I've been there. Yeah, I've been there. The tide is nuts.
3: The tide is nuts, and it is that so was fast. the most. I mean, climbing that mountain was insane. I got frost nipped on multiple extremities. The temperatures are mm. absolutely savage—like fifty below zero. Think about that. Good God! Yeah, um, any exposure to the skin in those conditions is like instantly gone. I'm good. But um, twenty above. You're pretty lucid <laughs> up there too. You know, you're like hyperventilating for fourteen hours on the summit day and you actually do go into that place where you're you're kinda high. You're like, oh, this is how people fall off mountains. Because your oxygen yeah. is like it doesn't matter. <laughs> what well, did you what did ha- I do? Did you have oxygen for your trip?
1: No. You had a friend with no. you. You weren't by
0: yourself, right? You had a friend? At least right. No, I was
3: climbing with a couple guys, yeah. And uh anyway, but the going into the into the cook inlet was was a big deal
0: is that where russell claims you almost missed something and would have died if you didn't get it like yeah it would have been a of big russell's deal story where you didn't tell him how serious it was like you probably didn't do it on purpose
3: because, i was by design uh, <laughs> yeah there there's a
0: let you fill in but there was this part of the story when russell goes back to it and uh russell's like yeah i thought we we're just paddling along and it's cool and then we get done with it and jesse goes man we were really close to just dying <laughs> <laughs> well we were really close uh, to
3: losing our last chance to get to shore uh but that that Inlet is almost 10 miles wide in some places and it drains out like a bathtub twice a day. Oh, wow. So imagine,
0: uh, imagine, water we'll we just
3: did. even say a five mile wide body of water that drains down to maybe a half a mile wide shipping channel. Wow. And then everything else that's left up there are mudflats. And people get stuck out there and do do? ships just get stuck out there and helicopters back, come in
0: they just don't get stuck
3: yeah well ideally not get stuck <laughs> and that that was our whole goal was to keep it away from yeah stay near the town? shipping channel
2: um no we just got to stop while i was waiting for you to finish um that camera overheated take a short break
0: okay
3: <laughs> deep crack lick
0: <laughs> we, we get in there so you don't have to do you love Maybe it? the
3: wake on the lake wake on the
1: lake
0: Woke
2: on the lake.
1: No tide.
3: Get a sec, second wake. <laughs> not, not, not
2: tidy. Not tidy.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, so how do we do this? Well, I, I don't remember what you were doing. Mistake
3: on the lake.
1: Well, we were just. Uh...
0: It's fine.
2: <laughs> he was finishing his story the about. Yeah, uh,
1: Summit
0: to Seas. <laughs>
2: he was finishing oh. Summit to sea story.
0: <laughs> not in Maryland. Oh, uh, so you, oh yeah, summit to
3: sea. You finished the
0: summit to sea. I don't remember where we left off. That, that
3: yeah, well, you he were talking about the channel,
1: but yeah, we, we I think so. Since that camera was running anyway, you know he'll good. he's good. Yeah. yeah,
3: I'll just finish the summit to sea thing with the fun part at the very end. Okay, perfect. But the the uh, the the shipping channel and the and the Cook Inlet was the true bear of the paddling. It was fourteen non-stop hours of paddling, which. Just uh, broke about all of us. But as we're finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, and for me it's the end of 31 days of being on this nonstop adventure, and I just cannot wait to finish it, you know, to complete this expedition. And we're coming towards Anchorage. The Cook Inlet constricts, and it starts to swing upriver, and the tide's coming in, and it's a tremendous amount of water flow, and we're trying to make this... Probably I don't know two or three mile ferry across the the pinch of this inlet to get to Anchorage to get to shore because mm. if you don't it's just up the gut of middle of nowhere Alaska and back into the bears and everything which <laughs> there six. were grizzly bear footprints outside of our tent in do you have the like morning a sometimes you know anything? A true like in a case? Oh yeah any self yeah I had a I had a shotgun that okay. had some uh, what do you, what do you call the the shot that's like Buckshot? Case, case yeah, I like, it had some buckshot yeah. and then a couple slugs. slugs. Yeah. So never had to use it. Good. Yeah. But, boy, it turned out I was closer to maybe having to use it than I thought. Is that right? But oh, anyway, this, this, uh, we end up getting closer and closer to Anchorage. But as the tide's pushing us upriver, we're getting further and further away from a place to actually get to shore. To the point where one of the last shipping docks is within sight and I'm like, we're going for that thing. And we row closer and closer and closer to it. And then this truck comes down with lights flashing. Not the good kind of lights, like the get out of here kind of lights. And I'm like, well, I don't have time for this. <laughs> and he gets out of his truck and he starts pushing with his hands back at us. He's like, no, not here, not here, back, back. Oh. And, and I'm like just shaking my head at him like oh no we're coming there we're coming there
0: (laughs) who is this guy
3: he's the security on the international shipping dock it turns out so he starts to see me and what's going on in my eyes looking back at him and he changes his demeanor a little bit and he's like are you okay (laughs) (laughs) and i just shook my head no even though we're fine but we needed to get Please off help. the water, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Weighs us towards." And so we paddle into the shipping dock, and and he's like, "What? What's wrong? What's wrong? You can't be here." And I quickly just said, "We've been 31 days out here. Came from Mount McKinley." He's like, "You did what?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, it's we we need to get to shore," and he's like, oh, "Okay, okay," and he just. Changed his whole vibe right there and brought us up onto the shipping dock. He asked me what the full story was. I gave him a quick rundown of what just went down. And then all of a sudden we had our first big fan. And he called in burgers from someplace in Anchorage that got delivered out to the shipping dock. And, yeah, we were the first, like, uh, civilians or whatever to step foot on that place. He gave us a ride all the way back out of this all this private property and we ended up getting a getting a ride back up to Talkeetna, Alaska and parted our butts off for the the uh, summer solstice.
0: Has anybody done that other than you? Like are you the person to do it?
3: Not that I know of.
0: <clears throat> Sounds like a challenge.
3: Do
1: you, would like? you, can, would you consider that your, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't kayak. <laughs> Not yet anyway.
0: What makes you decide to do that? Like, uh, it's cool as hell you did, but I mean, there's no way a 32 day trip was your first one. Like, did you do? You started doing yeah. it when you were a kid, I'm guessing, or you were telling me a minute ago. I think where we we're switching the the film and the camera, you are also a professional kayaker. So you became a professional kayaker, and on your trips, you would go camping on the side too, and that kind of got you into it. Little yeah, that two, that definitely
3: sparked the uh, sparked the big interest. You know, we'd we'd end up out in California or Colorado on the west coast and start chasing those. High Sierra overnight kayak runs that would take you from, you know, the top of the fourteen thousand foot mountains of California all the way down into the Central Valley. And and that's really where I got the bug. I was like, Ooh, I want more of this overnight stuff. And then years went by and it and climbing started to take over. And, you know, climbing is a lifestyle sport where you kind of land at a crag and camp out for a couple nights and work on a project and and that was cool, but I wanted, I wanted more out of that. I wanted to keep going higher than the top of the rock. So uh, I ended up getting scooped up by a company called uh, World Class Kayak Academy to coach kayaking over in China Whoa. for a whole winter. They get a lot of big rivers over there, right? Yeah, big rivers. Yeah, like they drain the Himalaya kind of big rivers. Yeah, and so on this trip, we traveled for months and months through through China and cultural Tibet and paddling all the big rivers, the Yangtze, the Mekong, the Salween. And that was the first time that I got to lay my eyes on the the Himalayas. And if you've ever seen the Himalayas for the first time, it makes you feel like the smallest person on the planet. There's nothing that we have in America that even touches that kind of scale.
0: Did you climb up there? Did you
3: do it? Well, well, we did climb some stuff, yeah, but I wouldn't call it actually climbing. We did some treks over there and and got to the base of some sacred mountains. But it that that was the moment where I said, okay, this is it. It's it's snow capped peaks for me for a long time, and that was to answer your question. It, the beginning of that. It's funny you say that
1: because I I was told, and I didn't, I should have just looked it up, but I was told that the surrounding land around Denali makes Denali higher than like Everest because of all the surrounding land going up to Everest.
3: Is that correct? Base to summit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're actually not even that comparable of mountains in a, in a way, but you got to figure the ocean is zero. Yes. Right? And Denali's 20,000 yeah. and some change and you can see it from the ocean. So, right. that's a big Uh-oh. That's a big ascent. On, well, if you can see it, which is Kind well alaska and
2: hawaii
1: are both like mountain fog. Mountain. it's like rainier yeah. yeah
3: and then
2: oh man rainier is insane when you can see it when you can see yeah. it you yeah. Can, yeah. can see from, that from, from seattle it was incredible
1: yeah
3: yeah okay, that was don't. the closest i ever came to dying on a mountain was rainier well,
1: I, I was gonna ask you Ooh, let's hear. yeah
0: hold on
3: hang on hold the death <laughs> i've held it for a long time <laughs> <laughs> terminal on that
2: need
3: one. Need to buy a solid solid state. All
1: right. All right. Back to death. Yeah, Rainier. you were talking about Rainier.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I had went to do an attempt on that with some friends uh Blake and Zach at one point in time and uh we got pretty high up there and not all of the party was down to keep it moving, so we kind of just enjoyed our time up on the high part of the mountain and and called it quits. But I really wanted that one and get to the summit. You mean, yeah, yeah. And this was kind of at a time when I was working towards that Alaska thing, so I felt like I really had to do it. So I had an opportunity to do it in in the winter, which I don't know the exact numbers, so you know somebody can figure that one out. But it's kind of like maybe two hundred people. Summit rainier in the winter versus 10,000 in the summer. Yeah. Something like that. It's just a different animal up there in the wintertime. And so we end up there uh, on a good route and a known route. And this is just kind of the nature of mountains. And this is what a lot of people don't maybe understand is that there is no highway to the top. There's no like guarantee that everything's just going to be nice and and paved out for you even though it's you know big steep snow mountain good metaphor for life yeah climbing mountains is is a walk through life in in a day yeah (laughs) uh but we end up kind of working up through this really tight couloir which is just a, a narrow passage in a steep part of the mountain and at the top of the couloir is an ice an ice wall and Rainier's really the only mountain in the lower 48 states that has glaciers on it, Mm. like active glaciers. So that means just big hunks of ice that stay all year long up there. It doesn't melt and then regenerate. And lo and behold, every mountaineer's worst nightmare, a big chunk of that ice falls off, and I see it. I'm on the front of the rope, on the lead of the rope at the time. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I just yell avalanche to. The guys on the rope behind me and this couloir that we're in is probably sixty degree pitch on the thing and it's not very wide, maybe. What what's a couloir? Uh it's it's like a steep snow chute oh. between two cliffs. You know? So when you look at a mountain, you see like a ribbon of snow mm, going up through that's we're in that thing and there's an ice wall at the top of it.
0: It looks like the logo on your pants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. North face.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this thing starts barreling down, and I'm like, we gotta, i got to get behind something immediately. And so I, on a 60-degree pitch, I just dive over to this rock that I throw my ice pick in and just kind of tuck in behind it, and I look back on my rope, and one of the guys was over, but the other one was still kind of in the cooler and I start grabbing the rope and just like pulling on him to get him over because now all this stuff is flying down through it. And he finally gets tucked in behind me, and we just kind of stuff our heads down and let this whole thing go flying over the top. And we're protected <laughs> by this rock. But the stuff like, that was legit. flying... This is legit. You did this. This is, <laughs> is this yeah, this from a movie you watched
0: last week. <laughs> <laughs> is it, isn't that the one with Sylvester Stallone? I wish you know, it was, was the movie that I watched. The the,
3: yeah, I watched the movie, and then they all died. Yeah, yeah right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but I, I never... Up until that point... They talk about in the mountains with with an fall or something coming through and and the rope was sheared immediately. And then the guy flew off the mountain kind of thing. And I'm like, that sounds crazy. Does that really happen? Yeah. Well, these chunks of ice that came off of here. uh, Imagine like an eight foot. Knife edged shark fin and then (laughs) throw 50 of them down an ice (laughs) chute at, at like 100 miles an hour. Yeah, that's going to cut a rope and it's going to cut a rope. It'll find a way. Yeah. Yeah. Cut wow. you or cut anything. That second guy that, uh, Everybody was that okay? I was pulling. You and your friends? Well, so after it all goes over, and I look back and, and I was like, all right, are you good? He's sitting there holding his leg and he oh, couldn't God. move his leg mm. because he had gotten tagged by one of, like a smaller what? piece of ice that gave him the true dead leg for probably. I don't know, maybe 20 so minutes or 30 anything, minutes but we he hung just, out there. His
1: leg was useless.
3: Yeah, it was like minutes. it just stunned his leg so bad he couldn't move it for a little while.
0: What do you do if you get hurt? Like you're just screwed. Like you can't climb out of there. You hope
3: hurt. you're with good people. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and may yeah. get you out of there.
0: Uh, see you next week, bud. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but We got him squared away and, and he was a really strong climber anyway. And, and yeah, we summited and came down a different route uh, just in time.
0: Wow,
1: so is yeah. that still on the bucket list then? What's that, Rainier? Oh no, he did it. Oh, that was oh, it. Yeah, we you guys did it at that yeah, time. We oh, did it that day. Okay, wow. That's yeah, impressive. not on the
3: bucket list for that. Yeah,
0: maybe the first time was a hint from God. <laughs> <Like>, you <"Hey, laughs> might not want to do this, bud. Yeah. Okay, you asked for it. Can't oh. you just give me a sign? I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Probably I won't choose that route again. <laughs> right, <laughs> I can avoid it. No I can I can imagine Rainier is crazy in the winter um Mandy and I got engaged in Paradise up on Mount oh, Rainier yeah. and it, by some metrics is the snowiest place in the world you know so like we're sitting up there and I proposed to Mandy and, and everybody has snowshoes on and um and we see all these little tiny trees sticking run. out that of the was ground a great idea. Well no we, we <laughs> <but, hey. laughs> Ching um <laughs> But we saw these little tiny trees st- sticking out of the ground. And, you know, afterwards, we realized, like, those were 80-foot trees that Gosh. were sticking out of the snow. Like, yes. could you imagine being next to it and just sliding down? I was like, let's get the hell out of here right now. Like, <laughs> Thanks for saying yes.
2: Let's
0: yeah. go. Okay, so don't think. uh Prettiest place you've ever been. It's pretty. Straight up beautiful. Mountains, ocean, prettiest place.
3: Tibet. Really hoping you said the Yag River.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> are you just numb to the yak river at this point or is that
3: oh no that's kind of, the uh that's the reason that i live here 100 yeah. percent.
1: so you've been to tibet i take it
3: yeah on his, yeah on his yeah it, well it, and you said you did say prettiest but just the the beauty of everything the culture the the people i i felt like a a part of whoever i was up until the point that i went and spent all that time there um, uh, that, that boy or that ego that may have existed, it left there, completely left there. And when I returned from that trip, my whole entire trajectory in life changed and my demeanor, like the whole thing, I just witnessed a total humbleness, you know, and
0: are you going to go back?
3: Yeah. Yeah. i am I've, done a, a few trips to to asia but um we're planning a nepal trip for mm. this next year yeah river trip that's that's big time on the list right now
0: so where's home is this still always home york river yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was set up
1: yeah you got, you got the spot at the put-in right i mean come on
3: yeah i mean i left the land of milk and honey right i was living in california for years which so many people think they you know want to live there and a lot of people do yeah but it's, uh, it's it, it just seemingly became less sustainable of a place to me. It was dry. There were fires everywhere. People were using water in places that water doesn't exist. And I always just dreamed about getting back to the banks of that Yacogheny River. Yeah. It's, uh, if you're a skier, John, yeah. you are a skier. Kristen, you're a big Snowboarder. skier. Snowboarder. You take trips yeah. out west all the time. John's a boarder. If you were a skier, where would you want to live?
2: Where you can ski all the time,
3: and where oh, would that be? Maybe Tahoe, I like Tahoe, Summit County, Colorado. Okay, any of them? But I'm you have very to understand, Garrett, Garrett <laughs> County, Garrett answers. County uh, is the Summit County or the Tahoe for a be. kayaker.
0: Well, it is for skiing too, it's close we are to. Yeah, and I the have, mountains not as big, but yeah, you get the point.
3: Well, I have a friend that he's at WDU. So,
0: oh, no, I was missing your point. So where we are now, you're trying to say basically because I was daydreaming about Lake Tahoe, Lake Lake Tahoe, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that is is Tahoe, don't (laughs) you? Lake Tahoe. I was lost in your conversation because last time I was out there was the first time I experienced it, and I don't even know where the fires were, but you could actually see the smoke and you could smell the smoke, and we were hundreds of miles away, and to me, that's I don't understand that. Like that would be from my from understanding where I was in Lake Tahoe to where the fire was would have been like Garrett County to Washington D.C. Like there was that big of a fire. We were seeing it 200 miles away and smelling it, and that's not my world. I don't know what that means. And Do you so remember
3: I'm... that happened last year here? here we yeah. We got the we got Smoke the fire frana. effect from like the Canada fire. Yeah.
1: Yes,
2: yeah. Crazy. So, All the photos, like drone pictures, photos and yeah. stuff. It was really wild with yeah. the drone photos and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it, you can see it in the horizon.
0: So that's where I got lost with it. So I was thinking, I was thinking about Tahoe's lake, right? But I missed your point. Your point is everything that I think is super cool about Tahoe, it's, it's big mountains of snowboard on, it's, it's lake, it's everything that I'm into. You're saying that Garrett County is that place for kayakers.
3: Yeah, for whitewater kayakers. And, and it is not just intrinsically, but statistically as well. So a WVU researcher just did this incredible project, and he's going to present on it uh, Saturday. At the the new performing arts center at Garrett College. He actually is gonna go over all this, but um not to let the cat out of the bag, but he did a entire United States concentration of runnable miles of white water within a certain radius of a point. And Thomas, West Virginia, which is right yeah. over the hill here, was the radius point that provided more paddleable white water than anywhere else in the country and it wasn't even close. Wow. Second place wasn't even that close. So yeah, we're we're in the Tahoe. Whitewater of, Mecca of
1: the We <laughs> are of in of the America. Whitewater Mecca. So yeah. that's
0: kind of the point of this. Like I didn't know that. I don't think our average person knows that. And but to tell you that so Mike and I did the ASCII last year and then I've done <laughs> the whitewater uh, course yeah, on the, the, top, whitewater of the, course yeah. on the top of the list. The I ASCII. got to watch. Um, Chris did watching and video tape, Mike and I did it. was a lot of fun. We had, we had a great it time, but it probably wouldn't have been scary for you. You know what I mean? Uh, and then I've done <laughs> the Upper Yacht maybe <laughs> twice on guided tours, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I an average person can do that, right? And like, oh, yeah. Uh, go down a precision rafting. Are they still there? Yeah. Uh, Precision's
3: yeah. kind of the, the premier company down there. I've
0: gone out with them twice and it was great. And we had a yeah. great day. You go down there and you, you kind of start off, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You start off kind of floating and chilling and kind of talking for maybe like a half hour or something. And the guides are real good. They're like, Oh, we're going to get to a seven foot waterfall. And you're like, no, nah, he's full of shit. We're not going to do the seven foot waterfall. <laughs> and you're kind of floating along. Then you hit like a seven foot waterfall. And then for the next yeah. seven miles is legit non-stop like uh Action. The, so again you <laughs> you get there you hop in the boat with your guide and you don't know what you're doing and you have a great day looking at the leaves and the trees the scenic corridor like you're talking about and everybody's having a good time and you kinda get your heart pumping a little bit because the guide's saying, hey look, if you don't do what I tell you, you're you gonna get hurt, you need to do what I say and then no it, it is legit two hours of non-stop white water rafting yeah. then you get out and you have a shot of tequila and some hamburgers and it's a freaking great day like it, it was, it was <laughs> oh it's
3: it, one of the best I mean it's it's, it's so unique to have that much whitewater stacked up in such an accessible, reliable area.
0: But I think that's my point. Like, so you can do it and go out there. you guys and your pros can go out there and do what you guys do and surf the waves and yeah. go in the Eddies and all that stuff you do. Right. But everybody else can too. Like, uh, yeah, but like you need to be safe about it. Like training uh, ground. Really? Uh, yeah. I actually remember my dad saying that when we first moved up here, we, um, I don't even know what it was. I was probably 10 or 15 or something on this trip. And dad saw the whitewater rafting put in at Sang Run. He goes, oh, we should put the canoe in there. Um, thank God we didn't. Like, so, I mean, there probably needs to be some better advertising than that because your average person would think, oh, yeah, you can put a canoe in there. But I don't think you really can.
3: Every year, there's at least one or two parties that, fortunately, they tend to be there whenever there are other whitewater people there. Yeah. And they drop a canoe at Sang Run. Uh-huh. Even though it's... There are signs that say dangerous rapids below," but people don't want to believe Nobody that.
0: Nobody believes the signs. I know. <laughs> Yeah, they're,
3: And they're like, hey, man, um, where are you guys headed? And they're like, oh, we're just going to go downstream a couple miles. You know you can't get out, right? Have and you two done Maybe it? that's good information no, for all listeners. I've is never
2: done any of that.
3: You can't get out below the bridge and saying run.
0: Listen to that. I had no idea.
3: There is no you you exit until year. Friendsville. Yeah. So if you fall oh. off or
0: you do whatever, you are going down that river. You're going until you get there. Until
3: you get there. I mean, yeah. you could get off the side and bushwhack through the mountains and and find oh. your way home. Yeah, as long like, as you bring your machete with you. Were you on, there? On the it'd the be river. so
2: nice Humberg if they paved up. a trail, though. I don't know. If I want. So, one. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, if we do pave yeah, a then trail. Could, <laughs> uh, <laughs> then you could get off wherever you wanted <laughs>
0: There was a day Humbert calls me up, our friend Brian Humbert. That's Humber, the argument. And he goes, uh, hey, man, let's go down the upper yacht. And it was me and him and Kellyanne Green and another lady. I don't remember who she was. And we were we were floating down the river, and everything was going good. And we got to one of the big holes, right? One of the yeah, big things. Probably and, National uh, Falls. National Falls. And Brian is great. Like, correct me wrong, Brian's a really good kayaker, really good rafter. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, great at it. I don't know necessarily he's a good teacher. Like he didn't like (laughs) when I would go on the precision rafting trip, they would say, okay, paddle on the left, paddle on the right. They would literally tell you what to do. I think Brian, maybe it was my fault. Brian thought I was experienced or something and I wasn't. And so none of us were, but then we got in this one spot. And I just remember Brian looking at me and Kellyanne had fallen out of the boat and Brian goes, get her. And I was like, what? And I just remember I reached over and grabbed Kellyanne's life jacket and literally grabbed her by the back and threw her in the boat and she landed on her face. And uh like part of was like, Oh my god, I'm sorry for landing on your face. But we made it out of there. Like I think it was it was a little sketchy. Like uh Yeah. We made it. And then one of the precision rafter guys, I feel like it was Roger Isabel was maybe down there.
3: Yeah. And they the they started
0: yelling us, like not in a bad way, but like, You guys are idiots, what are you doing? And then they saw it was Brian and I think they were okay with that. But uh it was I mean, it was a blast, but it was really sketchy. Oh, oh yeah, there's a to... cult
3: like culture in there. They get some stink eye if you're not, a. oh, yeah. you don't look like they you didn't know recognize... what you're doing.
0: Uh, no, 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 they did not recognize me and they were like, What are you doing here? And then Brian, they're like, Oh, okay, cool, you're good. So.
1: I had yeah. a similar story in the lower where uh, Mogi took us down, Mandy and I, it was just three of us, and um, we're getting ready to go down Cucumber, which I guess is like the first or second round. Is that Ohio mm-hmm. Pile? Where's Yeah, the... down Ohio okay. Pile, yep. And um, we hit a little rock, Mandy flies out of the boat, Mogi goes, Grab her, and I just grab her. And I'm holding her he in the water, in.
3: <laughs> and you <We> got <need> more <laughs> instructions.
1: Yeah. I'm a real good listener, Mogi. What next? Uh, so so he grabs me, and and he pulls me and both of us back into the boat. Um, it was, and then we went down cucumber backwards.
0: So the upper yag is here, and that's your class three, four, and five. That's
3: your big boy, right? Yeah, your upper yacht's your, uh, your local big boy kind of here, And then yeah. the
0: lower yacht is right across the Pennsylvania line in Ohio Pile. Mm. And can't kind of like, not anybody, but can't you just rent a raft and go down Ohio Pile? Like, isn't it just Oh, yeah, they call them unguided touristy? missiles. <laughs> unguided missiles. <laughs> you can just... a fun uh, trip. I remember doing that a couple of times. Like, I remember yeah. me and my mom and dad went down there just... We did. We rented a raft, and we had no idea what we were doing. We had a great day. So, I mean, you don't have to be awesome to do... It was just like skiing. They have bunny hills and... Expert diamond. It's accessible. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That was a lot of easier. And they have, have a up, so. <laughs> and, and they have a bike trail. So they have a bike trail. Go there. Yeah.
0: So the point of this podcast is Kristen came up with it. um Obviously, not salty because we live on a lake and the water is not salty like the beach, like salt life, right? So we're going to make not salty stickers. Uh, I'll be on the website for three dollars a piece, but um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, two for five.
0: So the point for this, or Kristen's idea, was to tell us something you're not salty about. But uh my point is, nobody cares what you're not salty about. Nobody, you like sunshine and rainbows. Big deal. Everybody does, right? What What are you salty about? Uh, what What's the thing that ticks you off the most? Is it oh the man, wrong people going to bet? Is it the path? Is it is
2: it people that don't have Subarus going to Kaya? People <laughs> who don't have. You drive a Subaru? No, he
0: doesn't.
3: No. No, no, I don't.
2: What do you drive? Tell our listeners wanna know.
3: Well, um my my pride and joy is uh is an OG Toyota tundra. I was so expecting that, like Mercedes. Oh, yeah, I thought that, I, that was his Tacoma. Tacoma. No, he has it's an, a tundra. He also drives <laughs> no, an Audi. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I do have an Audi, yeah. Yeah. That's brown, brown um, Audi Brown Anyway, the what, Browdy.
2: What are you salty about? <laughs>
3: Honestly, I am... Facebook. No, no, man. I'm I'm salty every single time I go out on Ski Harbor. Why? Because... Right here? Ski yeah, Harbor? right here. Right here. Nice little place. The, uh, the tonsil of Deep Creek Lake. I've, in the uh, ever since I was does. a kid, I just always felt like, man, what a cool thing it would be if Deep Creek Lake had that... that Park, you know, if you travel to places like cool Asia park. or South America or Central America or Europe, anywhere, there's always this central park that people come together. They have fairs, they have festivals, they have farmers markets, all this stuff. Um, and, man, I always just felt that the the tonsil down here, if you had a boardwalk and little shops all along it with a bridge going over to the Wisp side and another bridge going over to the McHenry side, and then you had an amphitheater out there with this epic view of Deep Creek. Like that would be that would be everything. Instead so of mentioned the developers. I
2: well, I was mm-hmm. giggling. There there did used to be a lakeside park that had a beach that was what? accessible. Um, but Jimmy's family <laughs> developed it <different> for <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Claw. Kidding. But...
0: <laughs> You yeah, um, are right, though. That's what I thought about. It'd there. be Here's, really cool. What Deep Creek is actually missing is a town. Like, think about yes. that. Like, if you go to Park City, there's the coolest little downtown. You go to Truckee, there's the coolest little downtown. Yeah. Thomas has the coolest little downtown. But we don't have that. Like, That's the um, spot. I'm not it picking the on the spot. fire department. We need the fire department, right? But that yeah. little stretch where a fire department, and BP and all that kind of stuff, or what you're talking about, the ski harbor thing, we, we need a little, we need a town. Um, mm-hmm. The Wisp is yeah. planned on doing, doing it. Hopefully they do it. Just. You need, uh, maybe this podcast will reach Disney.
3: Well, yeah. and yeah, maybe it will reach some of those, uh, those thick pockets. Somebody may roll in with their hundred million that it might take to buy all the condos at Ski Harbor. And next thing you bench. know, <laughs> we're podcasting even. from the tonsil of Deep Creek Lake.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm doing pretty well, but I can't even build this trail. <laughs> yeah, that's a... <laughs>
1: The
3: trail so, will not connect to the tonsil.
1: <laughs> so, so you've been, you've been an adventurer your whole life. How did, how did you get into real estate?
3: Um, well, I actually got into it originally early on. I got my license back in, I think it was like 2005 or six when yes, I was yeah. over at Stony Brook. Um, and then as everybody knows, 2008 happened. Um, and if you weren't established or had that's something. That's right.
0: Were we in the same class? The same real estate class? Because I got mine in 05. Maybe
3: you were 06. I was with, we with right Mike Linscombe, time. Linscombe, forgot about down that. in, uh, the ocean city, the, right. the, what is you the you drive cookers? to Ocean City? Oh, to dude, he took the E yeah. class.
0: You went down there for three days and got it done. Like yeah, I like, took, we went t- a couple times. I have a tiger times. claw comment yeah. on that. Uh-huh. But did you fail your test? No, no. Oh, did you pass your test in the first go around? I did. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you? Oh yeah.
1: I like. I loaded Aww. my truck up I loaded my truck up In <laughs> Philadelphia And stopped in Hagerstown On my way here And passed my test That's
3: right that yeah. That's my man I Literally, I, literally
1: lo- I was on my way I was like Hell or high water I'm going to sell shit In Deep Creek <laughs>
0: For the listener listening If there's two of you guys We all have our Real estate license <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah yeah. We, we, we have do. four agents here That all passed their test On the first try Hey I will Which we. should put us Right at the top Not your, salty about your that Your list
1: I will tiger claw
0: <laughs> We all have a good friend We're not going to mention his name, even you do know it, but a buddy of ours did not pass him the first time. I love rubbing it in his face. A
2: lot of people don't. I mean or the second or
1: third or fourth. <laughs> maybe even right? I don't know who we're it's talking about. Surgery.
0: No, we Tiger
2: Claw. Tiger, Tiger Claw. <laughs> I sit for my broker test next month though. Are you gonna pass? Uh it's a seventy percent fail rate. So I hope that I am in
0: yes.
3: that, I so hope she I'm in that 30%. Oh. She just wants to be. I thought
0: you meant you had to just get a 70%. You a no, se- you actually have to get a 75%. 70 the people that take it fail? Fail, yeah. Can, Why we, is it
2: that hard? can
3: we bet on this right yeah. now? Yes.
2: Please. Okay. I would can love, we put a link on the website? Running, I'd love uh, money when I finish. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it Is a for us to gamble?
2: <laughs> I'd love to walk out the door having no, passed and getting to money.
3: Uh,
0: the donations will go to building the trail along the corridor.
3: Do they give you your score?
2: No, that's what's awful. It's uh, a P or an F. It really
3: ruins the betting part of it. I know. I'm, I'm gonna, betting on you. To I'm gonna pass. get a, yeah. I'm gonna
0: there get go. a P. So you guys probably don't like this. I think you'll like it. We're drinking whiskey. Uh we're drinking the Zachary Edwards whiskey that uh is made here locally, kinda sorta. What's your favorite drink? What's your, what do you drink? What whiskey? What's what's your favorite?
3: Probably would be a, yeah, good bourbon would be number one on the top of the list. If I'm drinking at that point in time,
0: I didn't think about that until a couple of years ago. Like I was always a beer guy and probably four or five years ago, I kind of got into whiskey and bourbon Mike for Christmas last year, bought me the best bottle of bourbon I've ever had. Like it was amazing. And, uh, I do like it you don't, you don't just sit thing. around and drink 12 beers. I mean, you probably shouldn't in the first place, but a little <laughs> bit of whiskey. Well, we I all have right. different
3: chemical reactions to yeah. things, right? You know, oh, like I've got to be careful some, with the whiskey. I'm oh, gonna, I know. Uh, a, that's,
1: when I learned, that's when I learned I had to be we careful have with beer. I have uh, <laughs> grown
0: up since then.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was talking to my one buddy, uh, Colin, or Colin, actually. He used to be at the NLP office there, and he's saying, I was like, well, you know, I just, I just like beer. He's like, Mike, would you sit down and have like 15 sodas? <laughs> I'm like... No, I guess I wouldn't. I would be watching
3: myself. Yeah, there is a, we just did a Grand Canyon trip this year, 14 days, or sorry, 16 days paddling through the Grand Canyon, and one of the guys that came in, uh, he he hiked in halfway through the trip, and the first thing I did was give him a beer at the bottom of the trail, and he was like, thank you. He's like, you know, beer. Sometimes (laughs) a beer is the best thing ever. Oh, my God. He said, beer has food value but food does not have beer value.
0: (laughs) That's my favorite quote from the trip. So uh, there was the one time that I drank probably too much whiskey guaranteed. I did. And I decided to wrestle Jesse and, um, in Jesse's defense, he put me down every time. Like, I mean, it wasn't even, were you drunk? I hope you were. Um, well, no, I wish you, I wish you were sober. I be a little bit less embarrassing for me, but, uh, uh, I think I, I kept coming back. <laughs> you did. When, you like, were the, relentless, the John. 70- That's four- probably what's made
3: you so successful. <laughs> the
0: 74th time of getting my ass kicked. I was like, there is no way he's this strong. I was like, uh, I got it this time. Every time I went here thinking I did something different. And, uh, oh no, you, you shut me down every time. And it was in the back of a limo and it was a, uh, It was your birthday. It was my birthday. Yeah. No, he didn't. didn't cut me any slack for my birthday. That's um, funny. I did keep coming back, and I did keep losing. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Speaking of drunk stories, we want to ask all our local people: What's your best honey or Or, black? What's your best Deep Creek going out story? Yeah.
0: Thirtieth birthday limo.
3: Oh, my best one. Yeah. 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 Deep Creek going out. Oh well, actually. uh, Okay. Yeah. This is. Still
2: on the... It can be hypothetical. Plead, plead the fifth. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, no. I mean, everybody's done this, right? Like, it, it depends. Not Maybe not everybody, <laughs> we need but... To hear, we need to hear the rest go before on. we agree. Of the world's probably <laughs> say, when, no, when we were the younger, um, it was a thing to jump off the bridges. Yes. Mm. You know, like you'd go out and party, and maybe you were at a bar, maybe you weren't, but you'd go do a bridge jump.
0: You were the dude that did the double backflips,
3: weren't you? We... You know who who was always a great backflipper is I mean, Jason Fickus. Oh. Yeah, he he loved to flip on, off of everything. Uh he probably inspired me to, to get into doing yeah. a lot of back He would be. Yeah. yeah. But we also put summit registers at the top of a bunch of the bars around here. So there was a summit register on the top of Mountain that's State. A, that's an summit? ASI that's I an ASI thing, right? Lee Skidmore
1: What's a
2: summit register?
3: did some of those didn't he I- well he might I, he may have created his own i'm not sure I, okay. I feel like we were, we started okay. that okay. and and maybe more was happening sure sure um but a summit register so like when you climb a mountain uh like a a known peak actually even seneca rocks down here has one but there's usually a little box tucked somewhere in a place that can't get blown off the mountain by weather and it may oh, have a trinket in there or a, a register to sign mm-hmm. your name in.
0: They have one of that place in West Virginia down by Thomas. You walk to the like, the top of the hill. Seneca. Seneca.
3: Yeah, yeah. On that side.
0: So we thought it'd be fun <laughs> to
3: put them at the top of the roofs at the bars around here. Awesome. <laughs> and if you know, if you drive around, one of them's out of commission now, but if we all remember the the round bar, round bar. down yeah. here. It had a stone fireplace going up the side, so we'd climb the stone fireplace and put it up on that little pagoda top. And Honey Hone had a stone fireplace, and Mountain State was a little extra effort to get up on the top of there. But yeah, if you were if you were privy, you would probably got on that summit register at one where point those, in time. Where are they? Any, where
1: anybody are have records? like the triple crown? Like do them all in one night? Ooh.
0: Well, we
3: you put yeah.
1: seven
0: out do the seven summits of uh, Deep Creek.
3: Well, there was the double triple crown, and the that double. was to do all the summit registers and then jump all three bridges. And there's only a couple nights where we were able to pull that off. It's
0: not scary. You can just hop off too.
3: But it's the only other bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it is the one right beside the State Park. (laughs) (laughs)
4: A.K.A. DNR.
1: You do that one
3: last. That way, if you get caught,
1: it doesn't ruin the other
3: one. Now they have cameras. If you're listening, just know that. On
1: all the bridges. Oh, they do? Yeah, yeah. At least
3: 219 has a camera.
2: Yeah, I don't know about that. So Gundo. don't wear your
1: license plate on your back when you jump. Is off. it illegal? Yeah.
0: like it, it's yes. illegal? Yes.
2: I
1: Turns
0: don't out... think it used to be though, did it? Did it like 10 or 15 years ago? Or was it just frowned upon?
3: I mean, so we ended up coming off a Glendale Bridge jumping one night and it was almost like clockwork. The the cops were there immediately and another one of our friendly <laughs> oh, agents in the office uh <laughs> didn't get off the bridge yet, so she was still up on the up on the bridge and two of us were in the water and we ended up having to go underneath of a pontoon boat for uh, a solid hour or more shivering. Pruny. Yeah. Fall, a fall jump. Um, and they got in a little bit of trouble. But I think really at that point in time it was kind of more like skedaddle kids. You know, you're you're annoying the people that live by the bridge, splashing and yelling. See,
0: I was early twenties, This has been twenty five years ago. And I don't think it was illegal back then. It was me and, just in case I don't want to say his name, but me and a buddy of mine were walking across the a pretty bridge. We had our bathing suits on at like 1130 at night. Where are
2: you walking to?
0: Well, the, the round bar used to be there. So it, it was the best. But well, the round bar was there. You go and uh, it is kind of sad it's not here anymore. The round bar was, for the, the oh, listeners, it's kind of the Actually,
3: that would be a a. a Whatever the, the thing you're angry about. Yeah, oh, yeah, salty. That's what you're salty about. There's a salty Parker. It was
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> it was um I don't know, I don't want to call it a dive bar, but it was the dive bar we all went to. Um, I don't know. It was just a really, really fun bar. And you go there and we all get drunk or whatever. And it was what, two hundred yards from the two nineteen bridge. So you get some mm. drinks and you of oh, yeah. course in the summertime, everybody, like, let's go jump off the bridge. And I, I just totally remember we left there and we were standing in the middle of the bridge and we yeah. had our bathing suits on, no shirt on, no nothing. We're obviously getting ready to jump. And a police car comes by. And I vividly remember this guy saying, hey, you boys aren't getting ready to jump, are you? And we were like, no! And just <laughs> <jumped> took <right> him <laughs> off the bridge. And, and, like, nothing happened. I think that guy was like, oh, fuck them. I'm going home. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm
4: not getting involved here.
0: <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't think that was illegal. We didn't get arrested. I didn't hide from him. I just, I, I was just the funniest thing. And I think I was the second person to jump, maybe. But it was really like, you guys aren't going to jump, are you? And we both looked at each other like, no!
2: Does it hurt from the 219 bridge? Uh,
3: I mean, if you belly flopped, it would probably be horrible. One time I went in, 25,
0: 30 feet. Jesse does backflips and whatever. I I started a pencil. Like I would just pencil down in there and it's just me. Uh, But one time I remember thinking, I've got to be even closer to water because you get a, what, maybe two second fall, but it seems like 20 minutes. And I remember going like, and I hit my face! Oh, Don't look man. down, leg like, know uh, No, no, no. Just, yeah. totally just close. Number one. Nice. Like, man, I've got to be getting close. Oh, that was a horrible when, decision. When did uh, they are <laughs> always going to hit the water?
1: Yeah, you unless you start coming. flying. Yeah. When? When the? Uh, when did they replace the bridge on two yeah. nineteen? Uh, was that a while ago? Was it? Have yeah, you guys ever jumped off ago. the old bridge? You used to. Mm-hmm.
0: I only did it one time. You climb up on the cage and jump off there. Oh. And if that wasn't illegal, that should be illegal. Yeah, right. That was that was pretty. That was pretty shady. It had like a cage and. Probably shouldn't have
2: done it, it has yeah. to be '80s for 219 because I remember the old Glendale Bridge, so I would have like mid
0: '90s oh, maybe yeah, Glendale, no. 219 but 219 was way was, before. Glendale. Yeah, I don't remember 219. I remember Glendale. Glendale, yeah. Yeah. okay. I don't. Yeah, uh, I don't remember because they dropped a crane in the lake going to uh, Glendale. Um, that'd be funny to figure that out. When they were building the Glendale really? Bridge, um, yeah, one of the cranes fell in the lake, and uh, the story is they never got it out. I don't know, but uh, yeah, they Wait, dropped. Wait, that
2: story that I always heard was <laughs> that there was like a little VW bug at the bottom of the Glendale Bridge.
3: Maybe a You'll vw bug it. we'll yeah, get somebody out called. there mm. get a scuba right? diver on the show and then have them yes. get in there
0: i don't think you can see actually i've been down about 15 feet it gets a little bit clear down there but i don't know i don't think
3: you can see
1: huh.
3: winter time oh
1: yeah ice diving so i think we're getting to the end of this thing here we probably got an hour and a half in um anything else you'd like to say or how do people find you and do you want them to find you?
0: Wait, wait, wait. We've talked about <laughs> your mom. We've talked about your dad. Tell us about Liz.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a lucky man right now. I was able to import a girlfriend from one of the most desirable places in the country, which would be yeah, Asheville, <laughs> North Carolina.
0: Family <laughs> I I, I mean, a Russian bride story. When <laughs> you said you were importing a girlfriend. I'm like, well, this, this is not the story I knew. Well, okay. I didn't okay. say where she originally
3: came from. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: Tiger Claw.
3: No, but she, uh, uh it, it was a beautiful story to sum it up really quickly. We both had seen each other a lot on social media because when I lived in California, she was living in this area. But she was a kayaker and a climber, and so she's doing the same stuff. She like doing, doing the all the same, same things, like but she just happened to be way more beautiful than everybody else in the pictures. And I was like, Gosh, who is that? <laughs> nice. uh, and then I moved back, and she was no longer here, and she was in another part of the Asheville. Um, But the stars aligned and we got into communication and it turns out that this is actually the better place to be as a paddler than Nashville, North Carolina. And boy, they're going to want to murder me when I say (laughs) that, but they know it's true. (laughs) And uh, And she's like, your
1: house is where?
3: (laughs) Yeah, she she decided to move up here and she uh, she is the local uh, physician down here at the urgent care primary care. And McHenry. So she's She's our smart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, somebody's got to have the uh, brawn and (laughs) someone's got to have the brains.
0: (laughs) Now, back to what Mike was saying. So
3: go ahead, Mike.
1: No, that's it. I was just going to say, you know, uh, anything else you want to say? And, you know, if you want people to find you, where can they?
3: If people want to find me, they should come to Garrett County. Yeah. And they'll find me. They'll find
1: you.
0: Or <laughs> Tibet or California or whatever. Uh, and listener- if they do
3: come, I would love to show them the Yacht River.
0: Listeners at home, uh, obviously, Jesse's a very cool dude. He knows Garrett County probably better than pretty much anyone. He also sells real estate for a living. So if you're interested in buying or selling real estate in the Deep Creek Lake area, give him a call. Or the Friendsville area or, or Friendsville. anything with rivers, recreation. And I don't have your phone number memorized. You might want to tell them, or we'll put it on the website. No,
2: uh, we'll, we'll link in the bio.
0: Just link give them in your. The bio. Just give me your snap. I don't have Snapchat. <laughs> I figured
3: out. Me neither, actually. That's, That's Jesse holding out. Shamrock. All right. Ninety <laughs> nine.